Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. So I was speaking to Rach earlier today and she said that you guys had like a, a family photo shoot the other day. How'd that go? Yeah. Dude, um, kind of good, kind of bad. Please, so, please tell so me. So we went to this park in Monavale, I've forgotten its name. Um, one of Rachel's photography friends. They did a swap, so they came to our place on Sunday, her and her husband and their dog. And oh, cute. For okay. free, and then Nicole did a shoot nice. for us for free. Nice, so because you can't change. shoot your own family. No. With, so. a, with a camera. That went dark quick. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I went to this park, but... Unfortunately, both Hazel and Asher fell asleep on the drive over, and uh, so oh, so weren't <laughs> she, maybe camera ready when well, they Well, Asher around. was fine, but Hazel was in a very cranky mood part of it. But sure. then by the end, she was very happy. Once she got in the water, she was very happy. Okay. And then she did fall over in her clothes, and it was quite funny. Uh, I mean, like I feel like you can play around with those moments. There's actually I forget I feel like it's like some American pasta that I've seen or. Oh, that's right. So M works yeah. for like Baptist World Aid, and she has to go on churches' profiles and stuff. I forget which church it was, but what the senior pastor's picture on their website yeah. is a family photo of them just being like kind of a perfect sort of you know Christian <laughs> family, and then one of the three kids is just having a tantrum, like arms crossed over, like in the far side. And I love that that's his picture on their like church's oh, website. Yeah. Just Acknowledging like, that though, hey, we're not perfect. I'm real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, look, kids, man, they're very. You love them, but oh my gosh, they can be difficult. Sure, they they help you grow. They do. They do. <laughs> they help stretch you. Grow. you. <laughs> yeah, and Georgie's at this good stage in life. Where, yeah, you know, yeah. He doesn't talk back yet. Not yet. No, he does cry back. Yeah. <laughs> so, because Rach was saying that it's good to like show the love back a little bit. Like, so she's a photographer. Yeah. Show the love back. So I was thinking, just to like open up today, mm-hmm. might be good to like share the love. And, yep. like, what is a good podcast? I reckon probably, like, preferably Christian, but, like, mm. people would enjoy that you have really, yeah, gotten a lot out of. Yeah. Um, so I always will plug the Bible Project. Yes. It's always one. Um, Ask NT, right? Yeah, you stole mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, you, you share one now. Um, I tell you what. Yeah. You have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of um, a bit of a crazy journey and i would say like protect your spirit in it but the rise and fall of mars hill Mm. really really fascinating for me Mm. um because really talks about modern christian culture so for those who don't know like kind of chronicles the story of mark driscoll and his church mars hill and how he kind of very quickly rose to prominence and then kind of fell into I don't know, disrepute? I don't know. Like, it was interesting. It wasn't sort of the usual scandal. Yeah, he, he was accused of being... A bully. A, yeah, yeah, a bully and maybe some spiritual abuse. Mm. Um, but really fascinating. Makes you question, yeah, how do we as the West, because I think mm. it applies to Australia as well, yeah, what do we expect of church leaders? Mm. Uh, how do we respond when they are flawed? Yes. Um, and, yeah, are we maybe part of the problem? Which is kind of what the podcast poses. Like, yeah. they say this, um, most church members would prefer um, somebody who is charismatic to someone who is actually spiritual. It's like, oh. 
quite interesting, eh? Yeah, one of the it's a secular book, but it's called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Mm. It's sort of recommended it like as like the leadership, you know, if you mm. want. There's lots of biblical principles you can draw out of it. And he said something which really resonated with me. He goes, the best turnaround... And he talks about turnaround companies. Mm -hmm. The best turnaround companies are those whose CEOs aren't charismatic. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, and I think that's... Not to go into my home, but I'm not a very charismatic person. Like, I feel like if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, people are, oh, I'm not going to stop coming to Dural, I would hope. That they're like, that we love Dural because of... Who Dural is not because of our leader, yeah. necessarily. Because that's yeah. going to be the danger is you build up around a person and then... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's, well, that's I love awesome. you very much. Oh, thank you. I love yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pretty calm. <laughs> Just quietly. Um, yeah, mm. that's a really good one. And mm. I think, like, it's one of those things as well where it's character over, like, gift. Mm. Character over gifting. It's an interesting mm. one, it which is, is kind of an interesting one as we're going into the shape series. Yeah, of like it's it's a holistic thing. It's not yeah. just your spiritual gifts; mm. it's the whole thing. Yeah. And mm. so, for those who are listening, we're kind of using the shape as a template, the yeah. shape course. Yeah. So sort of stealing parts of, but not parts yeah. of it. So shaping things. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking. So it's kind of like an acronym: spiritual gifts, heart attributes personality and experience yeah. so like so, gifts is only one element of yeah. that really and this so is really interesting take in the attributes like it's abilities where we, i'm calling oh sorry that, um, oh, yeah i'm calling that um i've changed it to like life as worship yeah and so good the um p personality part i'm going to call emotional intelligence mm. so it's sort of like I just said like there's a lot of cross like a doubling up sort of on mm. some things where I was like yeah emotional intelligence is yeah. a big thing which is I think sure. actually can has biblical merit to it so mm. you might you can't google emotional intelligence in the bible but certainly mm. there's a lot of proverbs mm. and just like new testament books which mm. talk about having mm. control over your emotions mm. and not stifling them that's mm. the big thing emotions actually can be healthy so it's good yeah. It's good. Uh, yeah. So we kind of started this with, with the parable yes. of sowing the seeds. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, yeah, this teaching on Sunday. Thank you. Um, really kind of cool um, because I, I kind of did a little bit of uh, like study on this at mm. college last year. Uh, it's a really like fascinating parable because it is, as you said, like the parable of parables. Mm. I'd love for you to like unpack that a little bit more. Yeah. What did you mean by it's the parable of parables, parables in the so, parable of the sower? Yeah, so Jesus is saying essentially this is sort of almost, it, it is the parable. If you can't understand this, you can't understand any of Jesus' teachings almost. It's quite a mm. really bold statement mm. is that this is the format of teaching I'm going to use to teach yeah. you disciples about the kingdom and yeah, so if yeah, you yeah. can't understand how i'm teaching you mm. then how you can understand any of the parables and yeah. so it's quite i said it's interesting because jesus he assumes that they would just know yeah like hey listen like in that whole i was talking about the shema like that idea yeah, listening yeah. to the prayer jesus kind of riffing off that and he has ears to hear let them hear and it's like just so leaves at that then the disciples are left going what is he yeah it's interesting nt Wright talks about um parables as being apocalyptic hmm. and so by that he means in apocalyptic literature like revelation ezekiel daniel the the prophet has an angel that interprets for them things mm -hmm. they 
can't understand, mm -hmm. and that's what N.T. Wright here sees mm -hmm. in the parables. In a sense, they're apocalyptic in that sense, is that the disciples don't understand. They need Jesus to help mm. unpack that and understand mm. it. So, yeah, because mm. when I read it first, man, so I'm like, I, I don't know if I would have been able to understand mm. what that that means. And, yeah, and it might be helpful yeah. to mention because, like. I used to view apocalypse as zombies and yes. nuclear bombs, but like the Greek, like apocalypto mm. means to reveal. reveal. Yeah. So this idea that like these stories, they're reveal. yeah, sure they're like these pretty crazy like mm. end of times visions, but really the focus in apocalyptic literature is this idea that they're revealing something. Yeah. So that's really cool. It is. Yeah, it's a great way. Um, so that's NT, right? Was it? Jesus and the victory of God. It's about this fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great book. Mitch almost dislocated his thumb. Yeah, trying, trying to, to show the size of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I found that a really helpful way of doing it. It's revealing something. Yeah. And That's cool. Yeah. Wright goes on to say how parables, they are telling Israel's story mm. in some sense. And mm. so, the parable of the soul, which Jesus does, he links it back to Isaiah. It's this foresh foreshadowing slash... <clears throat> recapitulating, mm. you know, re-going over the history mm -hmm. of Israel. So it sense that, okay, we'll look at Isaiah chapter 6. Mm. And you see the end, you know, the time of judgment, but there's going to be a stump left and there will be a holy seed. And so mm. there's this sort of assumption, yeah, there's going to be judgment, but from that there will lead to new life. And so you can kind of say it two ways, judgment upon Jesus leading sure. to new life, but also judgment upon sinful Jerusalem who sure. is wiped out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's years to hear, let them hear. So. Parable section. It's a parable yeah. about parables. Mm. So that's like kind of a really interesting like way for him to introduce this teaching. Mm. Like was this was this a teaching like in parables that would have been a new style of, of, of teaching? Like was this completely a new context? Was he like doing like was he showing like a film and they didn't even know what a camera was? Like was it that revolutionary or was he kind of riffing off previous sort of so things? Kind of riffing off Previous things. I'd mention it briefly that rabbis would teach yeah. in this sort of way. Yeah. And so there was a parable of four C types. Yeah. And so I've got to hear Mishnah Perkek Avot five eighteen, which I have no idea what that means, All but right. I've just found that from a, a source yeah. I was reading and it says here there are four kinds of qualities of those who sit at the feet of the sages, that's teachers. They are like a sponge, a funnel, a strainer, or a sieve. A sponge soaks up everything. A funnel takes in at one end and leaves, lets it out at another. A strainer lets the wine pass through but retains the, the leaves or like, you know, the, the leftover parts. Mm. A sieve lets out the bran and retains the fine flour. And so, yeah, there was there's a number of, yeah, rabbis would use this sort of teaching style. So Jesus mm. wasn't exactly, he wasn't the founder of parables because mm. even in Greek, the, the word parable, it's a compound word. Mm. Remember those from Greek? Classes, I had to look that back. Yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Compound word, two words into one. Yeah. So para means like alongside. Yeah. And then, Which is like parallel. Yeah, parallel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And then bole means being cast. So it's something that's. Yeah. Like, if you're going to take it literally alongside being cast, it's. But it's a, it's used. Um, being cast. In what yeah, sense? I think just being told. Like that's. That's just what I've got here, like this Greek meaning. Hmm. It's function. That's yeah. But um, what, what um parable is it? Translation from like the Greek, like a the Hebrew word, which I've totally forgotten now. What it is off the top of my head, you could probably Google it up. Maybe yeah. And, um, 
but the idea of like teaching wisdom so using because there's parables within the old testament um when david commits the the sin with bathsheba the prophet the prophet Nathan tells yeah. David the parable yeah, about, about the him. lamb. Yeah, yeah, the rich guy like takes the single lamb from the poor guy, and Dad's like, "Wow, oh, I'll kill him!" You know, mm. he's like, "You, you are, are that man." man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's, like, it's a great like dramatic reveal from yeah, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Like he's <laughs> really doing great yeah. there. So, and then yeah, there's kind of like riddles and mm. sort of songs, which sort of have like this element of a story, which is telling about something. So it's not a completely foreign concept even in the Old Testament. Mm. It's just. Jesus uses them a lot. It's just what he's known for his teaching. And yeah. I think, too, you could tie it in a bit <clears throat> with the wisdom of Solomon. Like Solomon's sure. said to said of you know, a thousand parables or any number of songs. It's there in First Kings. He just has yeah, this yeah, like, yeah. amazing wisdom. And so yeah. Jesus is sort of showing his wisdom when mm. he's in parables to teach about the kingdom. So, like... Obviously, you did go into it in in some capacity Mm. in the way that uh, I suppose my first question is, well, why teach in parables? Mm. And you, you know, like... um, there's a lot here. Um, mm. So, like, there's sort of this, like, Markin sandwich, right? Yes, yes, it's yes. sort of like the meat. I think we've, like, referred to this before mm. in previous banters, but it's this idea that in Mark in particular, quite often if you want to figure out what the point of a certain passage of his gospel is about, you look to the middle of it. And you mm. kind of spoke about this. He breaks up the chronology here. Mm. You've got a bit of Jesus' teachings at the start. You've got a little bit of bread yep. <laughs> in this delicious Markin <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sandwich. And then you've got this meat in the middle where he's yep. explaining the parable to the disciples which is so meta (laughs) because the parable is about understanding parables Parables. and then he's explaining that parable in the middle of it and then he kind of finishes off his teaching at the end Mm, of mm. mark 4 and there's this idea of the the people some people will hear and some won't and some people will understand it and others won't and i suppose like i think we've maybe missed that a little bit Mm. like i don't know for you but for me as like a modern christian i'm like i want to make the gospel as simple and accessible Mm. to as many people as possible so there's like no way they couldn't possibly understand it and now i'm gonna like compare it to like this cool movie and now i'm gonna compare it to this like trendy historical person i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do this to try and like explain 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 do you think like maybe we're making the gospel too accessible that's a brilliant question. In the way that we explain and teach <laughs> yeah, it to yeah. people. Great question. Yeah, well, I, I think you, like the, what you're saying is, is that we want all people to hear it. Sure. We want to understand it completely. And sure. Jesus here is almost saying, ah, oh, they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, yeah. ever hearing but never understanding, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. So, so we want everyone just, to hear, but we maybe don't want everyone yeah, to understand? Well, this is, like, and Jesus was quite pneumatic in that sense. So in John 6, after he feeds the 5,000, thousand and he's talking about the bread of life mm-hmm. and then he goes eat my bread and eat my flesh and drink my blood and, and people leave and, him and he's like oh well that's okay he wasn't freaking out <clears throat> yeah people are like disgusted and then he goes and he turns to 12 hey you're gonna leave me too and peter's like hey you have the words of eternal life like yeah so for jesus almost like cutting down people was like <laughs> he's like big crowd let's cut that down to a smaller number yeah. let's get and the, the thing is, too, thing. I mean, when you look at um, reasons over history why mm. churches have had splits, mm. the senior pastor telling the congregation to eat his flesh and drink his blood, yeah. I would feel pretty justified leaving that church, yeah, right? Like, it's not, he's not, he's not pulling punches. He's like going pretty hard 
and not necessarily making it explicitly clear for yeah, everyone. Yeah, and that's um, yeah, I found I always found John six quite challenging, and even like yeah. this here, like with Jesus' explanation. Obviously, for us as the reader, we are given the privileged knowledge of yeah. the disciples. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are we yeah. are the crowd slash we're the disciples too, because we get yeah yeah part of that. And I suppose us here in 2022 reading this i guess the call is he has ears to hear and that him hear mm. so yeah reading that well he who has eyes <laughs> perceive or how we want to say mm. it because we're reading it but yeah I, it's fast we're kind of on both sense we're the crowd but also the disciples yeah so the, i guess it's almost a way of saying what choice are you going to make of who who or how are you going to accept this parable Will it just be a little simple farm tale about a guy sowing seeds or is it something deeper pointing to a deeper spiritual reality that can transform your life mm. um, and give a picture for what God's kingdom will be like? So I mentioned too that, um, yeah, some commentators have noticed that the parables, they kind of allude back bit to what we've read in Mark because Mark's just euthos, euthos, immediate, immediately immediately, immediately. Yeah. It's, it's really fast paced and suddenly slow down and get this and some people sort of notice there's this sort of the crowd's growing each time like by the near the door they can't get in the door yeah, then it's like yeah, so many yeah. and yeah and even just like the Pharisees the, the kind of rejection sort of starts mm-hmm. to grow a bit but also <clears throat> the crowd and yeah, it's almost the parables. It's showing us, well, this is how Jesus' ministry is and how the kingdom is like. So don't sort of be shocked when, yeah, you're rejected or you see people fail. But also don't be surprised when you see God doing miraculous things. It's, mm. it's this tension. I know. I find the Gospels, there's a lot of tension. In one sense, Jesus loves the crowds. In another sense, too, he's trying to thin them out. So. And, and escape them. Yeah, yeah, the it's like, Although yeah. I know, I've always interpreted that as being maybe a little bit of an allusion to just his limited yeah, yeah. nature of being a mm. human. Just being like, dude, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I just need to. Well, he, well at the end of Mark 4, we, yeah, that's, yeah, when you kind of see the chronology of it, at the end of it, that's when he's finished teaching the parable, that's when he gets on the boat. Yeah. And then yeah, go yeah. to the other side of the lake. Yeah, yeah. Sleeping. Cast, <laughs> cast me out. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Totally. And so I think like you've brought up a really interesting thing there in this idea of rejection, you know, mm. and maybe Jesus pointing to this idea of, you know, it, it, obviously the, the multitudes mm. didn't always accept him and rejected yeah. him. And you sort of brought up right at the beginning uh, of your sermon on Sunday, Jesus's family at points reject yeah. him. The scribes reject him. Mm. The Pharisees reject mm. him. I got a few questions. The first one is, how would you differentiate the scribes and the Pharisees? How is it? Mm. Why is it important to differentiate yeah, those so two the, groups? So, the Pharisees are—you could say in simple terms—more a denomination. Yeah, if you want to say it that way, that's sure. it. they get Pharisees, Sadducees, all yep. that, and the yep. scribes are probably more legal. They, the scribes of the law, the experts of the law, sure. on the legal side. So, I'd say Pharisees more certain type of religious. Cool. Group. Like domination, like yeah. If you put it in like modern day terms, mm. could scribes be maybe like biblical scholars? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that's a good way of saying it. Like yeah. you, you, you know, Old Testament scholars. Yeah, Testament yeah, yeah, scholars. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So all these people sort of reject him, and it's sort of this this idea of building up to. I mean, I, I feel like once again we're not really prepared for that. Like we almost mm. feel like if we're rejected. 
like that we've failed in some mm. way, you know, like if we share the gospel, if we evangelize, if we, you know, do whatever mm. and we're rejected that like that's a failing on us. But that's what I love about this parable of the sower. It's the idea you're just sowing the seeds mm. and it's actually the soil yeah. that dictates the result. Yeah, well, it's the classic um, passage which many people pray about when, you know, you're door knocking or going to sure. teach the Bible. Isaiah 55, yeah. 10, it says, As the rain and snow come oh. down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish, so it yields seed for the <clears throat> sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but a, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Now, mm. ah, what's the soul sort of saying there? It's like sometimes that purpose is for it to be rejected. Yeah. Which is very hard for us to understand. Because see, yeah. the other passage is like, from one Peter, God desires all people to be saved. Sure. Like, yeah, so, so yeah. what is it? <laughs> I think there's like kind of like a cup half full, cup half empty. Yeah, yeah. So like in one side, it can be really defeating. Mm. It's kind of liberating as well. Yeah. To be like, look, I'm just I'm just I'm sowing just seeds. I'm just throwing seeds out, and I'm gonna keep on throwing yeah. them out equally handed on yep. all soils, right? Which I think is an interesting mm. point. You know, <laughs> not just going for the easy catch. Yeah. Just keep on, and ultimately, like. I don't control the birds. I don't right. control the weeds. I don't control, yeah. you know, the the um, you, you know, the sun mm. <laughs> drying yeah, out yeah, the yeah. soil. It can kind of be liberating at the same mm. time. In this, I don't know, this sudden realization that well, really, God is sovereign. Like I don't I'm have the one that's responsible for that it. much power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, because from a, I guess, a farming perspective. The sower just chucking out seeds randomly. It's not very good farming. It's not great farming practice. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. I throw seeds here, everyone sit there, walks on. You would yeah. do that, particularly as you had precious little farming land and yeah. seeds. So I guess that's one of the enigmas of parables is something kind of normal is a little bit different. Sure. You're like, hmm, something not quite right here. And so what's the, the meaning behind this? And you're left yeah. pondering. When I was at college, um, when I looked at wisdom literature proverbs lecture on us i'll still do this he goes you look look at a proverb like sucking a hard lolly you don't yeah. just bite down it you suck on it for ages yeah and that's sort of like wisdom literature and the parables are kind of meant to be like yeah. you don't just greet over and go okay i got that you're meant to like reflect on like, yeah hmm, what's the meaning behind this what's the deeper yeah yeah ponder on it not just yeah. sort of read and move on it is interesting, isn't it? Because like we definitely get a very different experience of this parable as readers, as you were saying yeah. to original audiences. Mm. Do you think like maybe even the way we share these parables, the way we teach them, like, don't get me wrong, love that kids video on Sunday. Is it sort of completely like undercutting the parable to be like, and here's what it meant. Like even though that's what the Bible yeah. does. That's quite, that's, is, is there value to go like, hey, here's a parable and mm. someone actually wrestles with it for a second. Yeah. Tries to figure it out. Well, because if you keep reading, Mark, it just says, do you, you know, this is about lamp on a stand. Like, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Yeah. You know, instead, you put on on a stand. Whatever is meant to be hidden is, uh, for whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought in the open. And he says again, if you have ears to hear, let you hear. He talks about, you know, the kingdom of God is, does another one, like scattering seeds and, you know, the, the crop produces corn and then mm. you know the harvest comes and then king of god's like a mustard seed and so it's almost like he's just throwing out he's just using this seed imagery i wonder if these seeds are 
I just realised this. I wonder if this is him telling the disciples this, or is this the crowd again? Mm. Yeah, I hadn't really realised that because at the end, you definitely, you know, he's even coming to finish teaching parables. So, but yeah, he continues that sort of seed imagery. Yeah, that agrarian imagery. And mm. Some of it he explains it. Some of it's just sort of like you know, not. And there's other parables that are just sort of left. Sure. Unexplained. Yeah. Um, there's a guy called Kenneth Bailey, and he's written a book, a few books on Jesus through Middle Eastern eyes, um, the prodigal through pre- peasant eyes, and so he tries to look at the, the Middle Eastern context behind it mm. and say some things he says probably don't need explanation for the original audience, sure. so they all just got it. Sure. So I think for us, there's a little bit we're <clears throat> divorced from that yeah. world, and so we need that explanation. Yeah. But yeah, certainly some elements of parables, which there's, yeah, the normal everyday situation, but it's reversed slightly. And so that's where you're meant to think yeah. about it. It's like, oh, something's not quite right here. So what, yeah. what is the meaning behind that? Why, why do that? So Yeah. Well, shower thought. I actually had this shower thought this morning. <laughs> I love shower thoughts. I was like, you know, studied a Bachelor of Dramatic Arts and we're doing Shakespearean, you know, plays at one point. Mm. And it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I, I challenge anybody who says that they can cold read a Shakespearean text and be like, yep, mm. I know, I understand every single sentence of what it's saying. It doesn't make sense, right? Mm. Really. Um, and sure, maybe it's written in slightly less accessible English to what our mm. NIV or whatever translation of your choice is. But ultimately, that was written, like, in the 17th century, like, only, like, 400 yeah, years yeah. ago. And, like, the Bible has been written another, like, 1,700 yeah, yeah. years before that. It's like, so, yeah, some things aren't going to make sense. You're going to yeah. need to dig a little. You're going to do a little bit of, like, research, research almost yeah. and understand, like, what's yeah. actually going on. And there's, um, yeah, when, when I was teaching at the school, teaching year 11 class, and I asked the kids this question. I said, if I say to you, lock it in, Eddie. Sure. What does that mean? They just looked at me blank-faced. Oh, like, do you know what it means? Oh, okay. I, I like, do know. Yeah, like, yeah. who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, yeah. Had, lock it in. They had no idea. Sure. And these are kids, high school kids, 16, Eddie 17. Maguire, cut to Eddie Maguire silently weeping. <laughs> yeah, like, they just had no idea. They'd never... And I was like, that's only 20 years difference, and you don't know like, yeah. a reference. Yeah. So, and that's often would use that example with younger kids to show. This is why you need to understand the context of the Bible. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with the Bible. The problem is us and what we... And even the fact that we have a translation slash paraphrase yeah. of an ancient text in English. So certain words for us conjure up certain meanings. Sure. So we can go on these crazy tangents which aren't actually yeah. relevant. Yeah, I've even seen some commentators say it shouldn't be called the parable of the soil, it should be called the parable of the soils. It's See, that's interesting because that's something that you brought up and I've yeah. always seen it as like the focus is on the sower. Hmm. But, like, I don't know, like, yeah, I don't know. I, obviously, like, the, there's different yeah, yeah, ways yeah. to read, read a parable. It, like, it's just interesting. Like so what do we miss out on when we, as Christians, who have mm. already given our life to Christ, um, are reading it and, and not looking at what soil am I? Because that was the question that mm. you asked. Yeah. And what does that, what does that add for us? Because like, what is what is this kind of the the uh, the final crop that Jesus is talking about? I always assumed it was uh, someone who's evangelizing, mm. and like a crop is someone who gives their life to Christ, right? Who yeah. starts following. But if we are Christians, but we can still be the shallow soil, we yeah. can still be, yeah. What? How, how does that kind of reading so, change it? Yeah. So I'll kind of answer it 
two parts. Sure. So I'll go NT, right? So definition, like, yeah. of parables, which are this apocalypse is revealing and yeah. it's recounting the history of Israel now through Jesus. Mm-hmm. So 30, 60, and 100-fold is pointing to what the kingdom's going to do in the future. It's going to grow. Mm-hmm. There'll be rejections, you know, mm-hmm. three different types of soil going to reject it. But in the end, this thing's going to be massive. Mm. It'll be across the, the world. And then sort of from an individual perspective yeah it's the type of soils we we live with um i think too probably at all parts in our life i guess at some point we're all four i said this all four soil types because yeah part before we were converted born again so obviously at some point in your life you're rejecting the word until you receive it and then yeah yeah i don't really know if it's stages in life or but i think too i can yeah. i can if i kind of think of my own life there's times in my life i feel like yeah i do feel like i'm the third soil where i'm just full of thorns sure just completely choked out i feel like i'm times. all dried up like yeah, you know like you i'm know. burnt out kind yeah, of thing yeah or just in this rocky soil way man just a single breeze i'm yeah. gonna collapse yeah or, yeah 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 i read something and just become yeah. hard-hearted because i'm pr- proud sinner who yeah. doesn't want so yeah i, I sort of see you can have a I guess probably the better reading is what N.T. Wright's suggesting, more the holistic. Mm. But I think like drawing it individually is mm. that in our own lives that there will be times where we perhaps wrestle with the different types of soils. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, it's a great question. What does it look like in our lives to be a 30, 60 and 100 fold soil type? Mm. And I suppose too, like the beginning of it would be if you're listening. And so think of that idea of like the Shema, you're listening yeah. here, Israel. Mm. Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so that is the. I think that's why it's such a great prayer. To start the day and the end, you're mm. always going back to God. And so there's this: if God is your first love, mm. then that's going to be driving your life completely. Mm. And so I see this part of the the parable: if the the, the the seed is the word of God. That's going to be the thing that's growing you. So mm. we often kind of think in church circles of having a big church, but I could see it more as a discipleship thing, just living obediently. That's sometimes just your mm. harvest that you're going to produce. So mm. there's, I think there's many different facets to that. So yeah. certainly if every Christian, if you see it as a pure discipleship, like, you know, command, then... Yeah, you'd be going out trying to make disciples. If you see it as part of your life just being for Jesus, that means you're going to be bearing fruit in mm. private life. Look, in some ways, it's much harder to be a Christian privately when no one's around than publicly. Mm. And so those private moments, they're the times where your faith actually really does grow. Mm. Um, That's like interesting how I, f- I feel like when you... Um, make the soil the hero of the mm. parable, for lack of a yeah, better yeah, phrase, yeah. instead of the sower. Mm. Suddenly, the the crop that comes yeah, through yeah. isn't necessarily like each stalk represents one yeah, new yeah, conversion, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it can be if your if your heart is the yeah. soil. Mm. Well, the crop is the the fruit of the yeah. spirit, right? Mm. That's coming out of that, which completely changes it. So, I think that for me, there can be a little bit of a. Um, bleed over mm. between the weeds yes. and the birds. Yes, yes Here's yes. my interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the weeds are coming out of us, mm. right? So they're the, the envy, the rage, the lust, the like whatever's going yeah, on in our yeah. own lives. The birds are either spiritual attack mm. or other people in our lives mm. who are kind of bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. 
What's your What's your take on it? Do you reckon that's a I think that's fair a, assessment. Yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it too. Because one of the thing, one of the advantages I see with parables, what we're doing now, you can mull over. Mm. Yeah, and so I really like, like I said, I really like N.T. Wright's sort of holistic view. You yeah. see the parables as this continuation of Israel's story mm. leading to Jesus, but then think too, there's an individual level that mm. we need to look at. So this is the fun part is like wrestling over what does this look like mm. for us and yeah, kind of keeping in the back of your mind, okay, there's a view of the kingdom here, Jesus teaching about the kingdom. From that we can draw down into how we live our lives and what type of soil we are mm. and how the word is growing or not mm. growing mm. within us. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm actually I reminded myself of last Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday, uh, I had to go to the Apple store. My phone wasn't working. Um, it's like Shout last out to night. Apple. <laughs> yeah, anyway, they got they fixed it. That's, that's the main thing. It was a software issue, not a hardware issue. But the only available time was 3 o'clock on a Saturday. I was like, oh, it's like the worst time. Like, yeah. I hate going to busy shopping centres. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. Got both kids with me because Rachel's had a shoot. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, my appointment was at 3.05, so I got there, you know, about 3 o'clock. Sure. And just waited. Yeah. And then it's like the, it's like 3.30 and no one's seen me yet. And I was starting to get, like, really agitated. For sure. And I just saw it. And then almost as soon as this moment of, like, growing opportunity, hey, how can I use this to glorify mm. God in this? How can this be, like, to use the language of, you know, the solar, how can this be a crop? And yeah, it was really quite... Actually, funny. I was like, almost found God in the Apple store. Because there was this like, <laughs> opportunity here instead of just like rage. And then I asked the, one of the Apple people, I said, oh, look, I had this appointment at three. And then they realised they'd made a mistake. Yeah. And they apologised And then they gave you a free Apple Watch? No, not quite. <laughs> they, they served me next. But yeah, I just realised that how... I guess this is part of this holistic discipleship yeah it's that good. you can use these opportunities because <clears throat> I'd be lying so I wasn't getting I was getting frustrated sure. like two tired kids yeah. in a really busy store and I'm like man I just yeah. want to get seen and it's half an hour late and yeah. I what I realised that they'd forgotten me I'm like oh seriously like, yeah. but yeah it's that these are the moments where the 30, 60 and 100 fold crop are born it's this yeah 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 so good like, yeah I think especially when the time is three o five. Like you're, you, you, if you're going to be that specific, be on time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel your pain. That's beautiful, Fine. man. Yeah. Finding God in the Apple Store. Mm. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So so good. No. So I want to kind of. I've got one last mm-hmm. question, and you you may have other places that yeah. you want to take it. But um, how can we be more like Jesus in utilizing story? Ooh. Um, utilizing allegory mm. and symbol and metaphor more powerfully. Yeah. Well, I think just come up with our own interesting illustrations and mm-hmm. even just teaching Bible stories more, perhaps. Um, yeah. I know, so I taught in, I did high school scripture for a year just to sort of try it out, mm. and the kids were like really, really poorly behaved. I remember a couple, the only times I really listened was when either. I read out a story mm-hmm. or like there was some sort of like story element to the sure. cl- lesson I just found it really interesting and like yeah. I don't know humans like stories yeah even lame stories there's yeah yeah, yeah I, was, I was reading this book on I can't remember what it was now but I had this opening illustration oh, I, was on, I was on conflict management 
and I was at opening, it was a fake illustration of these two doctors mm. who had conflict. And I was like, oh, I don't know what happens. The rest of the story. Sure. And it was completely made up. And then the rest of the book, I was like, oh, I don't really care about the theory behind I just care about the doctors. <laughs> and I was kind of like skipping ahead trying to find, they didn't finish it. It was just used as this example. But so good. I was kind of invested in these doctors. Yeah. I, that's also probably my personality. I like concrete sort of stories. Yeah. And so I suppose how do we teach that is actually looking at scripture and saying like, man, what is this story? Mm. So there's a power in telling people's stories and then, mm. yeah, using that more in... Mm. Probably one of the things you might notice, you ask me a question, often I'll answer it with story. Yeah. That's often how I do yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. to, it can be a good way to, yeah, because for me, I find just abstract concepts difficult to yeah. explain. But I was like, oh, here's the story of how... Yeah. How's Jesus both God and man? Oh, let me tell you a story here. And yeah. Yeah. So, and so too, maybe even just, I guess, to answer the question is knowing Bible stories mm. is helpful. And also just having, I guess, too, in your belt, like ways you can illustrate things in a story format. Um, mm. To shout out to the Bible Project, they one of the best videos on the Trinity I've ever seen comes from them. Because most, yeah. most videos on the Trinity try to explain this really abstract difficult concept mm. and the Bible project just start with hey if you lived if you were a 2d lived in a 2d world and you saw a 3d image it seemed impossible yeah and I was like man that is really really helpful all these mm. kind of like videos I'd watch would just sort of explain you know mm. three in one it's not ice water and steam and it's like okay and you know what is it the usia the same being the same essence yeah, explaining yeah, yeah. it's really well, the Bible project start off with like an illustration and it really helped if you lived in a 2D world and saw a 3D object, you'd think it was impossible. Mm. And I just could equate that with God where well, we have 3D images and dealing with a God that's mm. outside our dimension. So it mm. seems impossible to us. Mm. So, yeah, just even to be able to have... And that, and that takes a lot of skill to do that, to be able to explain a concept sure. with yeah. illustration or story. Yeah. yeah well, I think a, even, like, the power of testimony. Mm. I think that, like, I'm maybe a little bit guilty of... I don't know, undervaluing the value mm. <laughs> of testimony. Mm. But, you know, being able to share with somebody like, how has Jesus actually changed your yeah. life? Like, that's what I yeah. want to know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for somebody who's, yeah, not not there. And I guess that's the power. And you'll be looking at that in the final week of our kind of sowing the seeds with yeah. experience. Your experience. experience is a big part of your life and it will influence yeah. how you read the Bible for sure and understand God for sure so yeah, you can't sort of dismiss that it's yeah experience is experiential part mm. of our relationship with God mm. yeah in the in the small group studies I put a quote from a pastor which is like ah experience is terrible logic and reason are like what we need and it's like oh man that's like mm. you can't just have pure logic and reason there has to be an experience yeah with God otherwise yeah, no relationship is just based. We're not Doctor Spock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. the most logical outcome yes. for us to do yes. this. My wife baked me a lasagna, therefore I love her. <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an experience, mm. and so it's good. Yeah, I guess, and I guess that's the like, like all things like there's a tension. There's sometimes where people outweigh experience way more than biblical, like teaching and mm. sometimes biblical teaching outweighs experience it's about having balancing this out. balance so yeah so yeah, good that balance but, so good yeah. so 
Moving on, mm. um, speaking of experience, yeah. maybe that's a forced segue, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, next week we are looking at... So we're starting spiritual gifts. Yeah. So small groups will do the shape course. Yeah, like, cool. Not the shape course, the shape quiz. Yes. The freebie. Yes. And so this week we're going to unpack... Actually, I'm going to start back at creation and look at what it means to be made in the image of God. Mm. And sort of build up how our spiritual gifts reflect our image of God, mm. and so that's sort of going to be part one, and sort of how the church is continuing the the Eden, I guess, commissioning. Mm. So, yeah, we all. I guess this is what's a bit hard. It comes down spiritual gifts, abilities. What, what's kind of the because some people define spiritual gifts in sure. these sort of limited, like yeah. speaking in tongues, prophecy. Yeah. Is a spiritual gift the ability to build? Is that administration? Yeah. So it depends on how you define it. And then I also <laughs> maybe feel like some people like I can click really loud. Yeah, like, like that's not that's, a, is that a spiritual, spiritual gift? gift? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. That, and so, but and then too, kind of like my big sort of, and it's a very Jewish way of seeing is that out where a human being is full of nepesh, life breath, and mm. so there's no kind of separation. To be human is to have breath in you. So, in one sense being able to do stuff with the body is almost like a supernatural act. So mm. it's probably the Greeks, and we're influenced by Greeks, that divide that spiritual... Here's a spiritual gift, here's a physical gift. And I don't know if it's necessarily a biblical thing. Some people disagree with me on that. Mm. But, yeah, yeah, so like the gift of administration, that's a spiritual gift. Look at Daniel and Joseph. Hey. You know, there's a lot of wisdom there, and then that was divinely given to them yeah. to do... So, so, so that's going to be fun. Mm. I, I, and looking for me, I just any time we go to creation, I just love it. I mm. love looking at, particularly stuff on the image of God. I just find it fascinating. Mm. Deeply, like, yeah, you can just keep digging forever and still not come to like enough. There's so much there, and as human beings, we're pretty complex creatures. Mm. But if we reflect God in some way, shape, or form, it means that we're going to be pretty complex. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be fun looking at that. And so we'll do that for first week. Then we'll have Mother's Day. And hey. then pick up more of the more practical side of spiritual giftings in the mm. church. So that everyone does their sort of shape yeah. thing and, you know, talk about that. And then part two will be, hey, how can you actually serve in church? And mm. sometimes when church we think serving is just preaching while we're reading prayer or mm. playing, a mu- playing a music. And it's like, mm. oh, I can't do that. So therefore I have nothing to serve. But yeah. being more broader than that, like church mm. is not just Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's not just an hour. Yeah, yeah. it's the whole week. That's so good. The centre. Yeah. You know, giftings in many different ways. So, mm. yeah. I'm excited. I think it's going to be it's a really good. empowering sort of series for a lot of yeah. people. So can't wait. Well, um, Mitch, as always, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. And we'll uh, see you guys Sunday. Yeah. See ya. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Center Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.